A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode of the Self-Love Club podcast is brought to you by Casey Clinic. Feel confident in your skin with Casey. Find your nearest location, casey.co.nz. Hello and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast dedicated to chatting about stuff that matters, real talk and lols. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Thank you so much for joining me. We've got some new features rolling out and you get to be part of the show. There will still be heaps of guest interviews on the Self Love Club. Don't worry, we're into our third year now, so it's really fun and cool to mix things up, keep it all fresh and chic. And on these new style episodes, there's a dose of pop culture, book club, the latest shows and we delve into a topic with your interaction via the hotline and the Instagram DMs. On today's show, a clue you probably missed from Netflix's biggest ever show, Bridgerton. A year on from Caroline Flack's very sad death, her ex has called out a publication in a new letter and what has happened to Caroline's law. Remember the show Normal People? Everything you need to know about the TV adaptation of Sally Rooney's other novel, Conversations with Friends. And we've got Book Club and we dive into our topic, which today is dealing with the self-doubt monster. Also, next Monday is International Women's Day. If you want to share a voice message, a yeah the girls message or moment, you can send it to me. I'd love you to send a voice note or a message, hotline at bellcrawford.com. First up in our dose of pop culture, Bridgerton, there was a clue you may have missed in the first season if you binged it up. Don't worry, no spoilers if you haven't jumped on that bandwagon yet. But 82 million households watched this period style, very raunchy drama in its first 28 days, making it Netflix's biggest series ever. That was 19 million more than they projected. Now, when you were first seeing it, when it first came out just after Christmas, everyone was like, oh, nice, a, a wholesome period style drama love those ones especially after watching things like the crown but then a couple episodes in oh it's all on it gets very steamy it's lavish they spent a lot of money making this and also the actors weren't stoked because scenes started turning up on porn sites and they're like we don't classify ourselves as porn stars but if you watch it it's basically porn also i can confirm the soundtrack which i've been dabbling in a little bit on spotify is pretty good they've turned heaps of hit songs into classic some cool violin tunes like Taylor Swift's Wildest Dreams. Ariana Grande, thank you, next. And if you've got like people round, you got a little gathering, you're having a little soiree, pop this playlist on because people will think you're very fancy and distinguished. Don't worry, no spoilers if you haven't watched it yet, but Nicola Coughlin, who plays Penelope Featherington, has revealed a massive clue that showed up in episode one. Maybe you spotted it, maybe like everyone else, you probably didn't know. She tweeted, okay, I'm just curious, has anyone spotted the massive Easter egg about Penelope in the very first scene of Bridgerton? She also says, when I filmed Penelope's first scene, I chose a prop, a massive, massive feather that looked a lot like 
And then she retweeted someone's reply, which says the quill. And sure enough, when you go back to episode one, within the first few minutes of the show, her character is holding a massive feather. It's not the only hidden clue. There are heaps throughout the show, including the bees. Nicola Coughlin is an Irish actress who also played Claire Devlin in Dairy Girl. So you might recognize her from there. She's so funny. I've been watching heaps of her clips online. You may not know this from watching the show, but Bridgerton is based on an eight-part book series by Julia Quinn, where each book focuses on a different Bridgerton sibling. I'm imagining they're full of pure filth, like absolute dirty porno shit. If you've read any, can you please let us know? I haven't dabbled in those at this stage. It has been renewed for a second season, and the second book, The Viscount Who Loved Me, is about Anthony Bridgerton as he tries to find a wife. And Netflix has revealed that Simone Ashley, who played Olivia Hannon in Sex Education, will play his love interest, Kate Sharma, referred to as Kate Sheffield in the books. Season two will be filmed in the UK spring, so our autumn, which is very soon, and they haven't released an official release date yet. Now, fingers crossed for another post-Christmas treat, because that was very nice, wasn't it? We dove straight in. Maybe you watched it with your parents, and that was a little bit awkward. Don't watch them with Grandma. She'll have an absolute shock. (laughs) Next up in our dose of pop culture, and a trigger warning, this next story does mention the word suicide. Not going into any graphic details, but the word is used. Just a heads up. A year on from her very sad passing, Caroline Flack's ex has written a scathing open letter calling the press, and I quote, murdering scum. The former Love Island host took her own life while she was facing a trial for the alleged assault of her partner, tennis player Lewis Blurton. She was meant to go to trial and had entered a plea of not guilty, and the day before she died, Caroline found out that she would be prosecuted and she feared press intrusion. This is according to a coroner's court hearing. Now, Andrew Brady has called out the media for its toxic culture, naming people who he blames for her death. The letter was posted on his website, Love and Honesty 69, and he called out Dan Wooten, a writer for The Sun, and more recently, The Daily Mail. He also called out the media industry as a whole. I did find it interesting. Dan actually happens to be a Kiwi. The letter reads, Dear Dan, please understand this is completely personal. You have every right to be offended, and I hope you are. You and your blood-sucking cronies in the showbiz news desk at The Sun and The Daily Mail are scum. You're all murdering scum. This is your judgment. You have got blood on your hands, every single one of you. The ones who wrote the articles, the ones who approved them, and the ones at the top who have encouraged it for decades. Now, the British tabloid media is next-level nasty. It's the most aggressive in the world. I mean, look at how people like Diana were treated. More recently, uh, Megan, the, the latest headlines when she announced her pregnancy, that she was looking for publicity. Like, it's just absolutely vile. And it's historically women who face it the worst. For years, Caroline's private life had overbearing media scrutiny, intrusion, false stories were constantly being printed, and the last tabloid headlines included Caroline Smack, Flack, Smack, and Whack, and some very graphic ones I don't even want to read out. They also had the audacity at the sun to then delete their nasty stories like they never existed when she died. It was just disgusting honestly heartbreaking Caroline was someone I looked up to so much in terms of the way she like her charisma and her empathy and the way she was as a TV presenter is someone 
I so look up to. She was absolutely the best. So, I mean, I didn't know her and gosh, but like, I know a lot of fans were feeling that pain. It was like, this is, this sucks. She's such a real woman that people actually could relate to because it wasn't like you know she had her life wasn't perfect she didn't she wasn't married she didn't have a conventional you know what we're sold as this fairy tale life and that's kind of nice to see people in the public eye or especially career women that maybe you look up to that are in that sitch as well not all just like which is lovely to see but it's nice to see people that aren't also you know magically married up have kids perfect looking lives if you know what I mean While this is a very complicated and sad matter, an inquest into Caroline's death made a clear connection with the coroner laying out her findings and said, I find the reason for her taking her life was she now knew she was being prosecuted for certainty and she knew she would face the media, press, publicity. It would all come down upon her. To me, that is an essence. After Caroline's passing, hundreds of celebrities in the public backed and called for a law dubbed Caroline's Law, which would protect people from and put a stop to excessive and harmful media intrusion. The petition was asking for the British government to consider a law that would make it a criminal offence for the British media to knowingly and relentlessly bully a person, whether they be in the public eye or not, up to the point where they take their own life. Over a million people signed it, and over a year on, nothing has been done to make any changes. I know there's been heaps going on with COVID. Things are not exactly great in the UK, and they've had a really horrible situation on their hands, but hopefully they can actually do something with this and make some positive changes going forward. And finally, in our dose of pop culture, everything you need to know about the TV adaptation of Sally Rooney's novel Conversations with Friends. Look, we've watched a lot of shows in the last year, haven't we? Oh, so many. I can't even remember them all. And there's probably ones that we've watched and we're like, oh, that's right. I did watch that. And the cool thing was we watched so many of them together. So that was really fun with our wrecks. But remember the steamy drama series that completely blew up normal people. It was an adaptation of Sally Rooney's other best-selling novel. And it's about two teenagers, their romance and lives from school into uni, adult life. It was very relatable. It was very emotional, very intense. And we were all swooning over Paul Meskill's character, Connell. He was so lovely, wasn't he? And Connell's chain took on a life of its own. The chain he was wearing in the series amassed over 175,000 followers on Instagram. And these chains were selling out everywhere. All just at least searches for chains. Like, what size chain is he wearing? Like, what are the dimensions? Now, with the success of the show, producers then decided to turn Sally Rooney's first book, her debut novel from 2017, it's called Conversations with Friends, into a TV series too. The gist of Conversations with Friends, it covers friendship, lust, jealousy, and the unexpected complications of modern day adulthood. (laughs) Sounds like our lives, right? Now, it's all about two friends, ex-girlfriends, Francis and Bobby, who are at uni in Dublin, and they become friends with a well-known journalist. They then enter this world of all these fancy houses, dinner parties, all the soirees, and then there's a fear. Uh Uh-oh, things get icky. Now, what we know about the TV adaptation, they've cast the leads for the 12-part 
series. A recent Irish acting school graduate, Alison Oliver, has been cast as the lead Frances. It's her debut TV role. This will be huge for her. Sasha Lane, who you might know from Jessica from the show Utopia, she's going to play Bobby. Side note about Sasha. Her mom is actually from New Zealand, so can we like partly claim her? Also, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Joe Allen, will play Nick. And another familiar face, Jemima Kirk, who played Jessa in Girls, you know, the show with Lena Dunham. She will play Melissa. It's being made by the same people who made the Normal People series, and they're bringing in some other writers to work with them. Filming is expected to take place in Dublin, Belfast, and some other international locations this year if they can, and it's expected to be out next year. So... I was really hoping it would be this year. Sorry to be the build-ups, pal. But hey, look, it's not my fault. You can blame them for making me wait. It's a BBC and Hulu co-production. So in New Zealand, it'll hopefully be on TV and Z On Demand again. And if you're in Australia, it'll be on Stan. And some more good news, Sally Rooney's third novel, Beautiful World, Where Are You?, is due out in September this year. It's about four young people, again, living in Ireland, covers themes of love, friendship, and sex. If you like her books, you'll love that. And if you haven't, you can check out the other two first. Still to come on the show, Book Club, a read I think you'll really love, and we dive into our topic, dealing with the sneaky self-doubt monster. But first, a message from our sponsor, Casey. The team at Casey Clinic know that looking great is really about feeling great, and they can make it happen by personalising a membership just for you. Proudly New Zealand-owned with over 26 years of experience, they really know their stuff. If you're a newbie to Casey, you can try a skin conditioning treatment for just $70 when you have a free consultation, normally up to $120. Find your nearest clinic at casey.co.nz. I'm a skincare junkie, love all things skincare and taking care of my skin, and was treated to my first Casey treatment. I had an AHA rapid exfoliator facial with glycolic acid and a skin conditioning treatment called sonophoresis with a hyaluronic acid and redness infusion, basically to add heaps of hydration, calm, sensitive skin. I have quite reactive skin. It's a little bit sinis, a little bit volneys, and often I have hormonal breakouts when I get stressed and strengthening the skin's protective barrier and all about the brightness, and we love the glow, of course. Plus, join Casey next Monday, the 8th of March, to celebrate International Women's Day, hosted by Sharon Casey, who we love and we've been lucky to have on the Self Love Club, and a panel of epic wahine to celebrate women and discuss important topics. Yeah, the girls. I'm on the panel. We'd love for you to join us. Head to Casey's Facebook page to register and watch the live stream from 9.30 a.m. Thanks to Casey for making this episode of the Self Love Club podcast possible. Now it's time for Book Club. I'm still reading the book I talked about on last week's show, Olive by Emma Gannon. I've been pretty busy lately. I haven't had a heap of time to sit down and binge read. Oh, that would be an absolute treat. So I thought I would feature a book that I've already read that you might enjoy as well. It's called Adults by another British author. Love my British authors, Emma Jane Unsworth. Uh, She's also written a book which has been turned into a movie called Animals. And I have animals sitting on my bookshelf ready for me to read soon. Now, Adults is really funny, but it's also painfully accurate reading about how to try be yourself, which, you know, so many people are good at doing uh, in the age of Instagram where everyone's just like living my best life, putting up all my highlights real. Now, the main character is so caught up in her gram and her boyfriend 
she has a breakup and he ends up with this girl that she used to follow and it gets pretty awkward. There are some moments in this book where I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. You know, when you're watching something, it's that. She's written it so well. You almost feel like you're watching it and you're like, oh God, cover your eyes. This is so embarrassing. She's got a really kooky mom and all around, gosh, it's a very good read. So check out Adults by Emma Jane Unsworth. Looking at the biggest shows at the moment, I know a lot of people have been watching this. It's number one on Netflix. It's a British thriller. If you like your grim shit, this could be for you. Based on a book called Behind Her Eyes. I've been dabbling in it. I've been known to watch a lot of heavy, you know, true crime stuff. We love it. I don't know. It's awkwardly calming for me, which is very strange. My sister's always been like... You used to watch CSI and SUV when you were a kid. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? But I know a lot of people do that, right? It's a thing. Like, you know, a lot of us gals, we love our true crime. But I have been taking a bit of a break from that lately, but I did find this quite good. If you're also feeling like one of those cute Netflix movies, you know the ones I made. They're really wholesome, like pretty and cute. If you haven't watched it yet, check out the third installment in the series to all the boys I've loved before. This one's called Always and Forever. Basically, they're a American romance films based on some novels by an author called Jenny Han. And the third movie came out a couple of weeks back. It is V Adorbs and Wholesome, Light Watching. And I just really love her bedroom and all the like scene, the scenes and everything. I'm a, I get real nerdy about all the colors and all their costuming and it's just done really cute and well. So check that out. On these new style episodes, we dive into a topic. They may include a guest, they may be us chatting, and you can interact, be on the show via our hotline. You can send me your voice notes, your messages, hotline at bellcrawford.com. Hit me up on Instagram, and yeah, we're going to get into it with heaps of your amazing input. Thank you so much for sending through. You're all a bunch of clever pals. Okay, today's topic is self-doubt, overcoming that meanie self-doubt monster, something I'm pretty sure most of us battle with. Like, that's just a normal human thing, right? Like, I can't I can't imagine having a brain that didn't have self-doubt in it, right? I definitely do. I've had to do a lot of work in this area, and I believe in what I'm doing. I do believe in myself, but it's something I feel like you do have to work on, especially as you're getting older. And, and when you're younger, we all grow up in a world that, like, tells you you're crap. There's, like, tall poppy, makes you feel pretty rubbish about yourself there can be stuff external factors things that might knock your confidence but I think the cool thing about getting older and I hope this has been the same for you is that you do sort of get more confident you get used to doing what you do so like for me in a lot of my work I don't really have self-doubt because like for example on radio I've been doing that for so long now like I, I don't get nervous it's it's all good but then some stuff like of course it's going to creep up every now and then in different areas of your life it might not be work it may be in social settings it could be anything relationships now when I started doing the self-love club and my stuff more as my main part of my job I still work in radio I do like voicing I'm working on a few other creative projects as well. So it's a mixture of cool things, which I always thought my career would end up like one day, but this happened quite quickly, unexpectedly. And it was, yeah, it took a bit of a transition. There were some external factors that really knocked my confidence and it was a change I wasn't really expecting to happen so quickly. And it was quite hard for me stepping into thriving it and bossing it when you're still getting over some stuff, you know, you've had this knock, you're like, oh God, like, am I crap? Am I like, can I do this? And just, you know, getting used to your new norm. So that was definitely a bit of a rough time for me. And I went to London actually and did some interviews. I was super lucky to be able to do some work 
work over there and basically just, you know, get away, hang out with my friends. And it was while I was there that some of my really gosh, I'm lucky. I've got some good friends. A couple of my friends were really supportive, you know, like even my cousin who was over there, he's in quite a traditional job. And he's like, I, I said to him, I was like, is this even a thing? Like, what am I doing? I'm like doing this podcast. Like I, I totally believe in it and I love, and I love what I created. It came from my heart, but you know, is this even a thing? Like, what is this? Like, you know, I guess when you've been in some, I guess it's not conventional, you know, like I'd been a broadcaster and I still am, but I'd been training and it was like, wasn't part of the trajectory of how you think your career is going to go. And that's why I think, yeah, another thing is like letting go of what you think is going to happen and just go with the flow. And if things don't happen how you think, or it's different, it's not a failure. It's just how things are gone. But I remember saying to him, I was like, is this even a thing? Like, what am I doing? I'm like, you know, and he's like, no, it's definitely a thing. This is, you're living the dream. You know, this is really cool. So yeah, I think a lot of those people helped me in that time. There was a friend of mine uh, that I remember getting a message from during this time. And I, it's so beautiful. I've saved it. And I thought I would share it with you because honestly, like, gosh, I love my friends. I'm very, very lucky. And this is what the message said. In moments like that, look at everything you've accomplished, all the people who look up to you and love the work you've done. You're only going to learn and grow and be better with each project. You're one talented person, one of the most talented I know, and I'm so proud to call you my friend. And, you know, like sometimes it can be (laughs) the words of a friend in those moments where, you know, and that's why we can all help each other out because everyone experiences it sometimes. So you can like, you know, perk someone up. My advice on self-doubt as it is something I've had to really work on and I've had to work on things of not feeling good enough, which I think a lot of us have. And yeah, I've done, I do the work, man. You've got to really put the work in. And my advice is you really have to believe in yourself. And of course, it's not going to be this constant feeling where you're like, oh my God, I believe in myself so much. Like it does take work. You need to believe in what you're doing. And that's why looking after yourself, hopefully this podcast, and I can empower you to know your worth. That's one of my main missions uh, with my work and with this is to know your worth. Because I know that for so long, it took me a lot of work and a lot of time to learn mine. And so I want to pass it on to you. You are so precious. You are so smart. You are so worthy of all the good things. You need to stand tall. So stand tall. When you're in those moments, you stand tall. You remember who you are. You take some deep breaths and you back yourself. Even if you don't feel like it inside, you stand tall and you believe in yourself because you have got this. And because how you treat yourself or act shows others how to treat you. Plus, when you show up in a room, even if you are nervous, but you're standing tall and you take some deep calming breaths and you just, you know, fake it basically you will eventually get used to doing that and it will become normal. And then that thing that's freaking you out and you're doubting yourself about, you'll be all good with it. And then you'll probably start doubting something else instead. (laughs) Going to the hotline, I asked you to share what advice you would share with a friend who was doubting themselves and not believing in themselves so that we can then reverse psychology that onto ourselves and give us a boost. Perhaps you could listen back to this when you're doubting yourself. All right, let's read through some of these. Gemma has said, trust your gut instinct. Amelia's got some real gems. She said, who got you this far in life? You did because you're amazing. She's also said, life is too short to spend another day in war with yourself. 
She also sent me another live message. I'm just going to quickly go check that as well because I remember she just had so many words of wisdom. I loved it. I was so grateful for her doing that. She said another thing I would say to someone with self-doubt would be stop doubting yourself as everything you need to succeed is already within you. And I know at the time that may feel like it's not very helpful, but you're actually smarter and more capable than you know. And especially in those moments, it just the fear wants you to believe that. So you've got to be like, nah, mate, we're not listening to you. We're just going to battle on anyway. Some more in here, one from Haley. she said, if your friend or family wouldn't say it to you, don't say it to yourself. We are so mean to ourselves, that is so true. Some more responses of advice you would share with a friend who was battling with self-doubt. Let's read through some. You've got this, you're smarter than you think you are, keep going. Oh my God, yes. I believe in you, I believe in you. And fake it is one that came through a lot. And just, you know, being strong and confident in yourself, even if you're not feeling it. And again, like I said, take some deep breaths, give off that confidence vibe, even if you don't feel like that inside. Some of you have given that advice as well. But thank you so much. Hopefully this has helped a little bit, knowing that I'm pretty sure everyone deals with self-doubt. Even the people who seem like the most confident in the world feel super inspired, maybe listen to other people's stories, people you might look up to, people that have done rad things with their lives and careers delve into our backlog of episodes I often ask guests about how they overcome self-doubt and their advice may be super helpful for you Thanks so much to Casey Clinic for making this episode of the Self Love Club possible. Feel confident in your skin with Casey. Find your nearest location casey.co.nz Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Club podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We're an independent podcast and you can support us by subscribing on your go-to podcast app. Click follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star glowing review. Show us where you're listening. Maybe you're out for a pretty walk. Uh, Or screenshot and post on your Instagram story and tag us in it at Self Love Club podcast so we can see and share. Share with your friends, sisters, workmates, everyone down Delve into our backlog and enjoy listening. You can find us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast. I'm Abel Crawford and we'll catch you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.